This evening's reading is taken from Luke chapter 18, starting at verse 9, the Pharisee and the tax collector. This evening's reading is taken from Luke chapter 18, starting at verse 9, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. When was the last time you got really worked up because you felt that someone was looking down on you? I remember saying goodbye to people after a church service when I was working in Cambridge and a visitor paused and she looked down at my shoes and she looked me in the eye and she said, I am appalled that you are wearing brown shoes to lead the service tonight. Everyone knows that vicars should wear black shoes. I'm minded to report you to the bishop. Well, naturally, I thought of 101 brilliant comebacks in the days to come. But I was so shocked, I mumbled something about, well, well, I like them, and moved on to the next person. Maybe you could comment uh, with a good comeback next time it happens to me. Now, you'll be relieved to hear I'm not here to debate shoe colour. But we are here to learn from a parable that Jesus told about two people. The first had a big problem as he looked down. On everyone. The second only looked up to God. That's what we're going to look at together tonight. This is in Luke's Gospel and he wants us to be in no doubt as to why Jesus told the parable and so he introduces the parable like this. He says, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. So this parable goes out to the spiritually smug. So don't be too quick to tell yourself, well, that's not me, or worse, I can think of a few people who need to hear this sermon. This one is just for you. Now, it's important to remember the setting that Jesus gives this parable. It's in the temple, during a worship service. There's probably some music going on, or, or cymbals clashing, and people moving about and some are sitting quietly and praying and thinking and reflecting. And we get to eavesdrop on the prayers of two of the people there. First up is a Pharisee. He is a local religious leader. He takes his faith very seriously. People looked up to him because he wasn't just an ordinary, everyday believer. He was someone who was committed and thoughtful and respectable. A bit like Jack and Louise and Matt all rolled into one. So when they pray, they're going to be doing some high-level, full-on praying that is worth listening to. Second up, we have the tax collector. In first century Palestine, they didn't make sarcastic and slightly resentful jokes about tax collectors like we do. They waited in alleyways with the hope of whacking them on the back of the head. A tax collector 
had betrayed their own people and was collaborating with a hated invading army. To be honest, you can't even believe that they've had the nerve to come to the temple at all. Let's listen to their prayers. Here's the Pharisees. God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers and evildoers and adulterers or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. So he's standing by himself, praying out loud. His body language is really clear. He keeps himself apart from the great unwashed, but he prays loudly enough for them to hear and learn from his great prayers. His prayer, had we been standing near, is impressive, at least on first hearing. It address, it's addressed to God, it starts with God, and it covers some very spiritual themes. First, he mentions all the people that he isn't like, and all the sins that he hasn't committed. God, I'm not a robber, I'm not an evildoer, I'm not an adulterer or like that horrible, ungodly tax collector who's had the audacity to come in here. He doesn't say, of course, sorry to God for the many things that he should have done or for his own self-righteousness. Second, notice how he focuses on certain legal niceties that he's got nicely sewn up, which in his mind show his seriousness and his greatness as a spiritual player. He fasts twice a week, even though the Old Testament only required him to fast once a month. He tithes everything he has, right down to the herbs he uses in the kitchen, whereas Moses required a tithe of grain and wine and oil. The subtext is this, hi everybody, Uh, yes you too God, Uh, I have done more than the law requires. Aren't I something? Now, there's no mention of love or honouring God or loving his neighbour. In fact, he seems to be diverting attention away from love, focusing on the trivial. It's the equivalent of me saying, well, yes, officer, I have never knowingly driven over the speed limit whilst frantically praying, please don't look in the boot, you might find a dead body. The Pharisee gets his kicks from looking down on other people. He congratulates himself that he's a good person compared to other people that he can name. It is a classic trick. There's always one kid in the class who's worse than you are. It's a fine sounding prayer and yet when you listen to it carefully, it's empty. It's preening, it's exhibitionist, it's addressed in name to God, but actually he's praying to himself. I think it felt great to pray it. What a giant of the faith I am, he said to himself. Next up is the tax collector. His body language also says something. He's also on his own, standing apart from the crowd, but that's because he's not even sure he should be in the building. He beats his breast as he prays. This was an action reserved for moments of extreme anger and anguish, or particularly for mourning. He beats his breast out of recognition that it's the center, the the, the fount of evil in his life. And he prays looking at the floor in shame. He says, God have mercy on me, a sinner. For this man, there's no pretending, there's no self-righteousness, there's no talking God into being nice to him, there's no waffle, there's no lame attempts 
to let God and others know what a great man he is. He knew he wasn't. He had in all probability lied and cheated and made a fortune at the expense of his neighbour. Some, maybe most of the things that the Pharisee contemptuously thought about him were true. It's a prayer for forgiveness, for atonement, that is being at one with God. He looks to the place of sacrifice in the temple and he says to God, let that be for me. He's saying, I see the blood-stained altar. I accept that my sins have cut me off from you. I accept that what I've done is bad. I see the blood. I see the cost. Let that be for me. In this humblest and simplest of prayers, he is laying claim to God's mercy, God's remedy to put things right. Both go home, says Jesus. Both have prayed, but only one has met with God. One goes home full of himself, convinced he's a spiritual great, hopeful that others will think well of him too. He's so spiritually smug, so focused on looking down on others that he never looks up to God. The other goes home forgiven. And just to push the point home, in case we didn't get it, having told a parable about a Pharisee who uses prayer of all things to lift himself up, and put others down, Jesus clarifies the issue. He ends by saying, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. What can we learn from this startling parable? First, something about real prayers for forgiveness, prayers that God listens to. Jesus is inviting us to stand with the tax collector, to give up on pretending and showing off, and most of all, looking down on other people. No more bigging ourselves up to impress God and put others down. The tax collector helps us to look to God for forgiveness, to do so humbly and quietly and without dwelling on the failings of others we look down on. We also, we also look to the way that God has provided, the way of being at one with him. We also look at the place of sacrifice, which is now the cross of Jesus. We look at the blood, we look at the cost, we look at this way out that God provides, and we say, let that be for me. God, be gracious to me, a sinner. For at the cross, he gives a real and a lasting way to put things right. Second, we just have to stop looking down on other people. I'm so much better and brighter and more virtuous and more Christian, whatever it is we say to ourselves. That kind of critical spirit has no place before God. Bigging yourself up, looking down on others, let's not, let's not deny it. It does feel good. It offers a temporary sense of importance, a way out of our guilt, but it's rubbish really. Better by far to be sincere not to hide from God, to humble ourselves before him and let him do the heavy lifting. He does it so much better than we do. So let's make a deal. No more looking down on others. Let's just look up to God.